Hey there, I'm Eben Wares, and thank you so much for listening to the first ever Frontman Etiquette podcast. It is greatly appreciated, something I've been meaning to do for a while. On this podcast, the goal is to interview and explore some stories from people who have spent some time outside of the limelight, but standing next to someone who is. For example, in our first episode, my co-host and I, Brent Ulrich, were lucky enough to interview our old pal Cameron Walker. Though he is currently the frontman of national touring alternative rock band TwinXL, he has spent a good amount of time standing on the side of the stage for acts like The Ready Set, Nico Cat, and Johnny Gilbert. Brent and I had a ton of fun interviewing Cameron. Even being friends with him as long as we've been, we heard stories that we were completely unaware of. Uh, and with all that being said, here's the first ever frontman etiquette episode and our interview with Cameron Walker. Hello. Yeah. I just I said hello to myself. Brent <laughs> there, yeah. Brent's too busy thinking of music that we could play. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm uh, what up? sitting at home, drinking a vodka soda, and uh, talking to you guys. Uh, yeah, you were Sounds the, uh, the yeah. original uh, person behind the idea of this podcast, were you not? I was. I remember... I don't even, you know what? It was definitely a drunken conversation between the two of us that somehow, I think it was probably when I was playing in the ready set and we talked, and I, we talked to, I don't, how did we even start talking about this? I still. You're probably doing Nico Cat more. I think. Doing Nico Cat. Yeah. You definitely, it was about three years ago at least. Yeah. I think it just, I think it just came from the idea of, if you're in a band, um, it's like if if you're a band member in a band and you're not the lead singer, and it's it's like the most important thing during your shows to not upstage your lead singer or like or try to be you know what I mean like don't save mm. save the antics you know what I mean because <laughs> you know and, there, and there's yeah. examples that you know there's examples of like bass players that are like you know the fucking the Pete Wentz, badass the guy, the Pete Wentz, or like the fucking Sid Vicious or whatever. But, but for the most part, it's like, don't be the fucking antics guy, you know, fucking running into the crowd and, you know, I don't know, stealing the limelight. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's confusing for people. They need they need a focal point. But I think it was just the, it was that idea because I I played for so many different people and that was always something I thought about. Um, and I actually never even really wanted to be a lead singer in a band anyway. Um, it's just, you know, something that ended up happening a few times. Yeah. I, I think that that's actually a really interesting thing. I, 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 before I even met you, you weren't participating in, you know, being the the front man of a band. You were always kind of taking, taking a different rope in it. I was telling Brent earlier today that you lived in Wisconsin and you played for, you played bass, I think in a band. Yeah, I mo- after high school, I moved to Wisconsin. I played bass in a band called Linden, that was fronted by these. I two. never knew anything about this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, just this like is a, packed. This is a thing. Yeah, yeah, I was just running away from it's crazy. Uh, you know, it, it it was running away from tr- from having a real job, and I was like, and I think like uh, I saw this band on MySpace that was buzzing at the time called Linden. It was like fronted by these two sisters and their friend Steven and uh, they were like, we need a bass player. And I was, I just messaged them and I was like, Hey, like, 
can I play bass? And then a week later, I was on a plane to w- going to Wisconsin to audition for this band <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Oh my god! And they were like, "Cool, you're in." And then I just drove. <laughs> I just drove there, and yeah, I just played bass in a band called Linden for a year. It was a really cool band. Um, That's cool. But I think I was just looking to. And I was hoping that it would turn into like a full time touring band, and it didn't really. So then, I, after a year, I just moved home. But <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. Check you guys out. You guys on Spotify and all that? I honestly don't know. I think it might be it might be lost in Lindell. I'm not sure. I th- I feel like it might be lost in MySpace ether. It's, it's funny, oh, like you can't. It's it's a lot of stuff that was on MySpace, like bands I was in in high school. I'll go try to find it on MySpace, and MySpace is just like a graveyard of shit. Like it, yeah, everything's like all broken and. I think Justin Timberlake bought it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he bought it, yep. and he was just like, "Yep, this is totally a graveyard." He was just like, "I'm just gonna let it die." <laughs> like, jeez, I'd get back into it though, honestly. Get back into MySpace. Now's the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone had a Got top eight. Top eight, like. Yo, top eights were key. Yeah, people get really pissed if like you played like one show of the band and they were like pissed if you, they, you didn't put them in your top eight or yeah. vice versa if you're like i also had i had all the uh like the band uh banners like the motion banners mm-hmm. with all my favorite bands on my on my page and stuff it was cool it yeah was fun. it was like well you know the other thing about myspace is it like sort of taught a lot of people how to use like html code yeah because that was the only way because yeah. even if you got someone to oh, make man. your layout if, if you hired someone to make your MySpace layout, which basically, I don't know, for anyone that wasn't around in the music scene during MySpace, like it basically looked like a, you know, like a website, uh, almost like an EPK, electronic press kit of your band. And so, so you would hire someone to make like a nice looking layout, which was like a web, you know, like, like a cool website. And then if you wanted to edit something and change something in the layout, you had to go into the HTML code and not fuck up what they did while adding stuff, yes. which resulted in a lot of people's layouts looking hilarious because they would change, like they would put one wrong key in and it would fuck up the whole layout and it would just look like, it would look like a disaster. Um, yeah, and you need to go to their page and be like, man, this band's not good. This band's not they don't yeah, have a good. Well, MySpace. if you didn't have a cool MySpace layout, then you were never going to make it. Like, nope. <laughs> didn't even stand a chance. But... Anyway, back to your back to the 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 topic at hand. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin. After, right? yeah, I moved to Wisconsin and and I played in that band. We didn't really really play that many shows. Like I, it was just kind of like, you know, I think I think we showcased for like every major label and everyone passed. <laughs> that was like pretty much it. But um, it's a good run. But yeah. yeah, but then I joined. Mm-hmm. Then then I started playing for my buddy Lars and show me the skyline. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I and I would pretty much like, I, I would play for, that. yeah, you skipped over that. Yeah. Like yeah, I would notes, pretty much, I yeah. About that one. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty brief. It was pretty brief, but it was like, I, I feel like I, I would, I would. And even to this day, like I would play for anyone because I just like playing shows and I like doing it. And you do. And I think, uh, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I always enjoyed, the supporting role more than, you know, obviously right now with Twin XL, it's like, you know, I am the front man or whatever. But I think that 
I have the most fun in the supporting role that gets to like amp up the ego of the front man. Like that, that to me is more fun. And then it's like, let's get this guy to crush it. And then I can just kind of be there. <laughs> like now it's like, <laughs> nice. now, like I feel, and I feel like the last tour and the, the last two tours we did with twin XL, like I've been super comfortable, but the first tour we did, I was just like dreading every moment on stage. Every second of every show, I was like, this is fucking terrifying and awful. <laughs> but oh, I man. got, I got to tell you, you do have one of the more difficult frontman jobs right now. You're, you're standing between two twin brothers who could easily be modeling for Gap, in my personal opinion. And yeah. you're just like, kind of like standing right <laughs> in the middle of those two, and that's got to be pretty tricky. And I mean, I was able to catch you guys, I think, last in Brooklyn, and I mean, you absolutely killed it. It was... Thank you. Yeah. Show. You guys are awesome live, I've seen man. you break Huge a fan. few rules that you said you wouldn't break, and one of them is <laughs> going without the guitar, and you fucking slayed it, so it was pretty yeah. fun. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's awesome, because, uh, you know, John and Steven have been touring for, like, 10 years plus and have toured substantially more than I have, and they're just, like, for them, it's, like, such a second nature thing, so it's, it's easy to kind of you know, it's easy to kind of, uh, rely on them yeah. to make, to help make the show awesome. Yeah. We're very much a band. We're not, you know, it's, 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 it's very much like, you know, when the three of us and, and the four of us with Brennan are on stage, like it feels like a band. It's, you know, it's never, ever, ever going to yeah. be the Cameron Walker show. Like that's just nah, not, yeah. not no, what I'm about. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't get that vibe at all. No. Mm-mm. All of you are equally as fun to watch. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, John spins at like a million miles per hour. Steven's fucking <laughs> lays it down. Like it's it's like it's like a circus. It's awesome. But yeah, but yeah I mean, you know, then show me the skyline. Then I briefly played bass in a band called uh, View from an Airplane. I don't think we ever I never played a show with them, but I play, I think I played on the record. I played on the record and then. And then I, I joined, and then I started Weatherstar. So then I just kind of did that. But um, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there is a so, towards the end of our all of our like the space uh, era. You were there like three times a week with different groups. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot Between, of like oh. show me the skyline, your band. Yep, and just hanging out, honestly. I basically lived at the space. For those who don't know, the space is probably was probably the most uh, I don't know. I guess like underground community driven venue in Connecticut, and there's not a lot of them. I mean, actually, I think the space probably had more of a community than Toad's Place ever had. Oh, for sure. I like, I think so. Like yeah, people 100%. would like like if if there was a show at the space, me, Eben, Lars you and like whoever you know like whoever would be Steve. at a be at a move out west or a weather star show they would all just mm -hmm. go to a show at the space because there was a show at the space it was something to do and i think like yeah. connect, the, the bummer like i think new jersey always had a scene like that connecticut never really did like that was the closest thing to uh like a real music scene was the yeah yeah you yeah. you always had that room sounding pretty good so it would, oh yeah, man! I lived there. It was not an easy <laughs> room to mix unless you were like mixed it all the time. I think that's what Shaggy said too. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it was all DIY, so sometimes stuff didn't work. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like, whatever, yeah. yeah. And we'd have, like, five bands a night, and then, you know, so you're just doing changeovers, you know, five days a week, five bands a night. Every a band lot. has to bring their own drum kit, too. <laughs> it's like... Oh, my God. It's like 12 yeah. drum kits in a, in a room that's, like, the size of, like, my living room. <laughs> like I can't... I, I was so... Yeah, yeah I, was, I became the angry sound guy when I saw all the drum kits come in every night. Yeah. Like, bros, just share. Yeah, just share, share the kit. Share the kit. It's fine. It's funny. As you get older, you're way more down to share the kit. You get lazy. Yeah, I don't want to bring anything. No. <laughs> yeah. Because then you have to take. Then you have to take it home. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. But when you're younger, you always have to have your kit, your your stuff on stage. I'm endorsed, man. I got to play my kit. There was yeah. one show I was all right. So when I was in touring and move out west, I, there was Bowery Electric. It was a room in New York we used to play all the time, and I was dragging my Supersonic up and down those stairs probably at least three times a year. And those are some miserable stairs to load down. I don't know if you guys remember those stairs. Wow. Yeah, terrible. Power electric, they're just awful. This time I showed up and I, I had a show there last August and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to use their back line. They say they have a few amps. They have the same fucking amp I was using the entire time that's been down there already, just sitting there ready to go. <laughs> and I've been dragging because I have this like, you know, I like to put it up in my ATA case. I like it to look a certain way, like whatever it might be. Mine's also like a blonde. Theirs is like the black colored, but... The whole time, just because I was 21 and had the back. I need my I would, amp, man. That's I need my, my amp, man. <laughs> my, sig- my signature amp. I'm the front <laughs> like, man. I need my amp, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a crazy amp for like when, when we were doing Weather Star Tours. I had like a fucking orange Rocker Verb 50 with a 2x12 cab that was all in the same ATA case. So wow. it was just like... <laughs> It was like <laughs> fucking huge like thing. LJ's, it was like that. Like that was drumbo. how that was how people knew that you were a serious band, is if you had gear that was so ridiculous that oh, not 100%. even three people could carry it into the venue. Like, totally. <laughs> the bigger the gear boat, the bigger the band. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys packing now? What do you? I mean, do you even have now? Now, like, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. We have no amps. We we don't <laughs> tour with a trailer. We tour in a sprinter van that has a compartment in the back to hold the gear and the merch. So that's what's up. It's basically four four pelicans wow. of stuff. Like you know, one of them has like our guitar pods in it, and then pedal you guys boards. Are on pods or yeah, we have like line six okay. pods, and um, gotcha. Stephen just runs through a Sans amp, and um, and it sounds great, but. And then uh, we have four pelicans of gear and microphones and stuff. And then uh, one extra case that's like our playback rig for like the laptops and, or for the, you know, the stuff that we run the playback with. And then, right, right. And then we run with a, uh, we have an in ear monitor board. And that's it. Like wow. you can fit it <laughs> in what about drums? a trunk. Oh, yeah. And drums, but not in a drum boat, just in soft drum cases, like gig bags. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Throw them on top. Yeah. So it's just like, it's funny because like, I feel like we're, you know, that that that's what it is that, that you know, I feel like that's the best setup now for like a touring. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, if you if you Technology can have more, you get more. But but back in the day, it was like everyone had a fucking amp. Like everyone had so the bass player had an 810 bass cab and like. 
<laughs> that you was know? mostly like, for show. It was all this stuff like that took up so much room. So everyone had to tour with trailers. And I think now that now like touring in our thirties, we're like trailers are really dangerous and we don't want to <laughs> die. <laughs> so what what can we do to not have a trailer? Um, basically, yeah, smart. But, and also you can park anywhere. Like parking with a trailer, like figuring oh out God. where to oh like at, at a show where they're like, sorry, there's no parking lot. You're like, okay, cool. Now I have to park this. I have to parallel park a van and trailer in Manhattan, in Manhattan or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember that. It's like, yeah, why, like, like, why would van, anyone do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just driving down just Times Square and we have a huge 12 passenger van and a trailer. I'm like, what are we going to do with this? Yeah. Like, where can we fit this thing? Yeah. Yeah. The first Twin XL tour we did in a, regular 15 passenger still with no trailer and that was rough because it was like it was pretty pa- it was it was it was it was the 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 van was so packed that it wasn't safe either because there was shit flying everywhere <laughs> like but the sprinter van is the best is i think it's the best way to tour in a van now and no trailer and if you think about it like if you don't own a trailer like rent renting a van and trailer is about the prices of of renting a sprinter van like if you're gonna get a U-Haul or something, so it's like you might as well just do Makes that. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you do for entertainment on the in there? Uh, I just tour? watched movies on my phone, pretty much. Kept my AirPods in. <laughs> Douche pods. Do, do you smoke weed <laughs> on the road? Can you, can you answer that question? Yeah, yeah. No, I have like a weed pen. Um, and then it's funny because like anytime we go through like a state that they still will like, you know, arrest you for smoking weed. We all throw them away because we don't want to risk it. There's no point in risking it. That's smart. It. That's smart. Um, and because I, he, I, like, I, you know, yeah. you don't want, I'm not going to risk missing a show because I want to keep my weed or whatever. Yeah. I, I've done the, the cross state a ton of times. And honestly, there's only one or two places. That it's pretty you, unlikely. You like most yeah. checkpoints, they just wave you through even if there is one, but um, we've never gotten stopped. Um, but just for like peace of mind or else you're like freaking out when you're like, like, what if I'm the person that ruins our, our next show? <laughs> like, but, right, right. But, it's a lot of responsibility. But then we, it's funny. Oh, we will like throw them away when we go into Texas and then we'll just buy new ones when we get to Colorado. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a good plan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you, uh, so do you have any, uh, like a, a favorite tour that was ever just easiest for you as a overall? Oh, easy? easy run like one that was like wow that that you know like there's some tours that you're like i've i've been on here for three weeks it feels like six the last one we did was really fun um and it was comfortable because it was it was we we just finished the tour with fits in the tantrums and it was really fun and comfortable we had a we had we got our rider every night and it was like the green rooms were nice but we were still in a van but i would say that the most easy most fun I ever had on the road was definitely the first ready set tour I did with all American rejects and boys like girls. We were in a bus and it was just like, you know, we had texts, you know what I mean? Like it was like, you wake up, you sound check, you go back to bed and then you play the show. (laughs) That was it. You know, like that's, that's (laughs) That's the, that's the best thing. But I mean, you know what? It's all fun. And, and even when it's hard work, it's like, you're like, I'm, literally playing music for a living so it's all easy you know my favorite thing to do is to play bass and like sing backup vocals oh yeah you you can do that pretty drunk (laughs) 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 
That's true. Yeah. All right. So I figured, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't want to keep you here too long, but uh, I figured I'd let you guys bash me or at least talk about uh, we have at one point been in a band together. Yeah, this is true. Well, this goes back to the fact that I will play for any band ever if you ask me. Yeah. And honestly, you- even if you don't ask me to play in your band, I'm still going to show up and play in your band. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, me and Brent here both both played uh, a handful of shows with uh, Eben's project, Yellowbird Mantra. And we both worked on the, the album, too. Yeah, yeah. It's but a, it's we, really I, cool I mean, that we, we did, we rehearsed like a lot, and we played like a. How many shows did we play for that first album? Would you say three or four? Three or four. No, Cam played four or five. Four or five. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. The, we did well, one. I, I think we did one. like uh, yeah. I did one. Oh, that's right. I did one, and then yeah, Cam did four, and then I think Brent did at least four or five. I don't, I don't really remember. They were fun. There was a lot of weed, and beer <laughs> always but even at rehearsals yeah it was fun and then yeah, one of them i played drums for one of them i played drums for yeah, yeah i remember that, that. was uh, last and mike minute. naren played guitar yeah naren yep that was a funny show i mean I remember that was the, that was probably my favorite one of all of them we played in like if, a record store i mean if you yeah, had, had a like lot a of favorite, fun if favorite show uh like that you've played ever would that be in the conversation that would definitely be in the conversation (laughs) it was for echo park rising which basically for those who don't live in los angeles they turn pretty much the entirety of echo park downtown echo park would you call it that what do you what would you call it just echo like like the strip like mohawk the neighborhood of echo park into venues kind of like a mini south by southwest and they we played i think we were Eben booked the show at a record store on the stipulation that he brought beer for everyone. Yep. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) That was our ticket. How could you say no to that? Echo Park Rising is probably the only time in Los Angeles that people will just wander in to a place to see live music. Yeah. Because I feel like like as much music that's made, for as much music that's being made in Los Angeles it's hard to get people to go to shows like even for us, like for us to, for, for twin XL to do a show in Los Angeles, like we have to really, I don't know. We have to really promote it a long, you know, a, a few, almost a month before to make sure that it's going to be packed. I think it's hard wow. to get people to go to see. It's funny. Everyone's like, everyone is in bands. Like everyone loves music. Everyone makes music, but it's hard to get people out to a show, but Echo Park Rising yeah. is just like it's awesome because I mean honestly I've I've found cool bands that I wouldn't know about other than the Same. fact that I was at Echo Park Rising and they were playing at Shortstop and I was like cool like this is awesome like surf rock bands like every type of music and that wasn't our first experience at Echo Park Rising. No, we played it a couple <laughs> years prior with Nico Cat. Yep. Which was uh, the which Sweatiest was I think we show played. I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, it was so hot. They turned so hot. <laughs> it was yeah, uh, I walked in and out of that show real fast. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to leave before we even started playing. Like it was like <laughs> I was like, Okay, there's Cam and Evan. All right, I'm I'm getting out of here. I was I mean it was it was like the CSAC showcase, but it was in like a French it sounded it sounded terrible. It was like in a French restaurant 
<laughs> in the, the some weird carpeted lobby of a French restaurant with a stage, you know, a little tiny stage and then two PA speakers on stands and one of them didn't work. <laughs> that was like yeah, that's accurate. That was like awesome. I mean, but it was fun. Like it's yeah, you know, that's the thing is like I don't packed. for me to like yeah, have fun at a people show. There, unfortunately. What? Oh, there, there were, were people there. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That's what I mean. Everyone goes to Echo Park Rising to walk around, drink, walk into bars and see live music. Like there's there it's 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 an underappreciated thing that happens in LA every year. And if you haven't checked it out, you should. I agree. It's always a fun time. Yeah, lots of good food too in the area and yep. vendors oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, yep. I did want to ask you, uh, do you have a favorite food city or, that you've traveled to, like a place that you just always look forward to eating at? Mm. Brent was very, um, very, like, he wanted to make sure we covered food at some yeah. point. Yes, Brent was yes, into I'm really into food. Favorite food segment? Kansas City barbecue is always, Ooh. I feel like, you know, there's like, a spe- if 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 we're playing in a city that has like a thing that everyone knows is the thing, I'll always try to find it. Like or find maybe not. It's you know it's hard to you know because you're you're kind of somewhat constricted to the area that you're playing in. But if there's something you know if we're in Kansas City and I'm like oh there's a barbecue place across the street it's supposed to be good like I'll go or um, trying to think like oh buffalo you know i got some buffalo wings in buffalo they weren't that great <laughs> they were they were kind of bad <laughs> i was like <laughs> but i just wanted to be like oh, i got there. buffalo wings in buffalo like i don't know but um yeah i would do the same thing canada oh i think of places that i've played a lot in the last year is in toronto just going to nando's <laughs> just like a chicken place it's just like okay. it's just like a fried chicken chain it's not fried chicken that's why i like it it's like um and it's big in the uk too it's like it's just like uh are you not a fan of fried chicken chicken? no i like fried chicken but it's just like good uh fucking grilled baked chicken and they have all these different sauces Mm. for it and i'm I'm big on finding food on tour that doesn't make me feel like shit that's the other thing yeah like it's that that's that's always the goal you ain't getting a philly cheesesteak when you get to philly I did get. Yeah. I, last time I was in Philly, I did get a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> that's the thing is like I didn't want to be in Philly and not eat a Philly cheesesteak. Gotta like, get a cheesesteak. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that. That's always what it is. Like it's like uh, you know, whatever whatever the yeah. thing is. Like when go, in go Rome. get that. Yeah. 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 But on tour, I mean, when in Rome could be every day. Sometimes I mean, oh, but sometimes you're like, in like you're in like I don't know like. <laughs> some fucking random because like especially on the last tour we did a lot of b markets and we were in like casino towns like those in between towns where they just have casinos that you see on the drives to and from los angeles that you never stop at like we Mm -hmm. like we went to those places like and i think like some of those uh some of those towns like there's nothing good (laughs) i mean you're kind of just like uh, hopefully they have a chipotle like then you're lucky but um Oh, we played this really weird place that I don't know if you guys have, have you guys ever heard of Deadwood? I don't know Absolutely. where it is. Uh, it's in the, the mid- TV show. It's a it, well, it's where the TV show is based, right? So okay. you would think that Deadwood is just, um, you know, from the TV show, you wouldn't think it was based on anything. But there's an actual place called Deadwood 
that's a casino town in the mountains in the Midwest that used to be like where fucking like what's Deadwood about? Like fucking like cow. I don't know. Like yeah, it's like country like cowboy country cowboys like killing each other. Out like, west, wild west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have some. It, like there was something when we played there. It was like home of like wicked Rick who would like plumage the set. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking know. But um, yeah. But it's basically just like this really weird casino town that's like almost creepy. It was fun. It was a great show. But like, there's a lot of places like that that like I've gotten to see on tour that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> like <laughs> that are that are cool. Yeah. Like you know, charming it's a big country out there. Des Moines, Iowa. Um, we spent a lot. We've played in Des Moines, Iowa for whatever reason. Like every single tour we've done, we ended up playing there. And we had a one-off there. And so it's probably one of our best cities where people know us. Like, like we, we could probably like pack out, you know, a 200, 400 cap venue or something there, which is crazy for how much, how long we've actually been a band. And, um, and, uh, is that a, a pretty big city? It's, uh, it's, a, it's just a f- small city in Iowa. I've never it's, played there. It's really nice. It's really pretty. And they have, it's really I played s- Iowa city a few times. Iowa, Des Moines is one of my favorite cities in the U.S. Like it's so just quaint and it's cl- it's more like Portland or Seattle than it is like a city city, okay. but like a big city. But um, but there's a place there called um, Fong's Pizza that we found. That's like a big. It's like a very known thing in Des Moines, and it, basically they put Chinese food as pizza toppings, and it's fucking <laughs> dope. It's just like shitty amazing. Chinese pizza, shitty Chinese takeout on a pizza. Oh, that I'm like, great. Like, what's you it are called? Fong's Pizza. What do you mean? What's it called? We both giggled at it. <laughs> Fong's. I already forgot. Yeah. Fong's Pizza. I'm about to look this yeah, up. Yeah. It's. I think it's the Z. F O N G Z or something. You can but just hear Brent and his golf. Like you will one to go. Yeah. Like you yeah. will 100 percent feel like shit after you eat it, but it's so good. <laughs> like <laughs> worth it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, we really don't have to keep you here any longer. Thank you so much for doing this, uh, taking the time to be a part of this little podcast. I don't I don't think it'll continue, but if somehow it continues, <laughs> uh, we hope to have you again back um, hey, so we can thanks, shoot yeah, man, thank more you. shit. Thanks for having me. Love you both, and excited to see you in person soon. All right, big thanks to Cameron Walker for being the first guest ever here on Frontman Etiquette. Uh, and thank you for listening to our first podcast as well. I'd like to take this time to introduce our guest next week, but since we're not even sure if we're going to be doing the podcast next week, we're going to hold off on that. Any suggestions are welcome. Shoot us a follow at Frontman Podcast, Instagram and Twitter. We can't spell etiquette. We don't expect you to either. Uh, coming live from the Orange Room, signing off. Peace. Have a good rest of your day. Peace.